This is episode 186, and I'm talking to Maddie Avery all about content creation with marketing funnels for connection, conversion, and how to never dry up bleeds. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, storyteller, digital nomad, creator of Content Bootcamp, and founder of Content Queen and a Travelers.co. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story. Create content and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I'll deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I'll also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actual steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. This episode is very, very good. It's helped me so much as a marketer. And I know Maddie, that is one of her goals, is to help other marketers as well as part of Birdcage Marketing. But honestly, this episode come about because I'd been following Maddie on TikTok. I can't even remember the time that I found her, but it was in the very early days that she was creating content and uh, on TikTok. And then, you know, she pops up in the algorithm. Very good. Like thought provoking the content that you want to create for your business, right? And there's a specific TikTok that she created around marketing funnels and how a lot of people are creating content from the bottom of the funnel. So the conversion type stuff and their leads are drying up. And I saved that TikTok and I was like, I wrote myself an email straight away as Maddie needs to come on the podcast and it took me a little while to like reach out to her and we recorded this episode. It is honestly a very good way to break down and simplify digital marketing, which is something that I know is Maddie's mission, especially on social media and through her content. It really does help people like myself as well. And, and uh, I, you'll love this episode. Um, absolutely love it. So let's introduce Maddie and then dive straight into this episode because it's it's a good one. Founder of Birdcage Marketing and Avery Academy of Marketing, Maddie Avery is an entrepreneur, digital marketer, TikTok content creator, and business consultant. With over 15 years ex- marketing experience, Maddie has seen the ups and downs of building businesses online and helps business owners and professional marketers future-proof their marketing through her unique approach using marketing funnels, marketing psychology, and mindset advice. Within this episode, we're going to be talking about Mark, what is a marketing funnel, the three stages of the funnel, content creation through marketing funnels, and getting a content balance right. So strap in, continue to listen, and I'll come back and recap the episode at the end. Welcome, Maddie, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Can you please tell everyone a little bit more about who you are and what you do? My name is Maddie Avery. I'm the founder of Birdcage Marketing, which is a done-for-you and consulting agency for small and big business, and also of Avery Academy of Marketing, which is a training business which trains other marketers so that we can, I guess, level up the industry standard. Mm. Oh, I love that. So I want to hear about your story first before yeah. we dive into all the wisdom you have to share. So tell us your story. How did you get to where you are now being this agency owner and educator and all the things? 
Yeah, well, I feel like there was no other real option for me in life. It was, um, this was always going to be it. I was always going to own my own business. And I feel like marketing and advertising is just, yeah, it was written in the, written in the stars, I suppose. I, um, I was like coming up with like ad ideas when I was like eight years old. I remember being on a trip with my parents in the, like in Margaret river and coming up with like ad TVCs for wineries and all of these things. And then I've always just loved making like recording videos or making, I don't know, just recording things, just content creation as well, which obviously didn't exist when we were kids. But yeah, it was just, I guess it was just all the things that I was naturally quite good at. Um, And then when I went to uni, I just, I got into law school, dropped out, not for me, Um, ended up just doing my arts degrees, focusing in media and advertising and my, um, my master's and uh, yeah, I basically did an internship at a creative agency in Sydney where I grew up. And then that was it. I was in agency for the rest of my life. So um, when we moved up to Mackay, Queensland, um, I did try and work here, but I literally will be the first to admit I'm the worst employee. So I um, went out on my own, started Birdcage and yeah, we're here now. Oh my God, that's amazing. Can you imagine if, like, I think this sometimes if TikTok was around when we were kids, like, I would be an embarrassment. Like, I mean, I'm sure it would have paid off, but holy shit. I would have been, like, the child prodigy (laughs) on there for sure. I was, like, I was was literally making videos with my sister when we were, like, on family Mm -hmm. holidays with, like, the camcorders and, like, editing. I don't even know how I did it, but I edited it with, like, VHS tapes or something. Like, I was, like, 10. I remember you could do it in the on the TV. You yeah. could add effects on the TV because yeah. I filmed my whole Queensland holiday and I'd do the tours of the hotel rooms and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I I was doing them in Vietnam on my Instagram and my friend was like, holy shit, I feel like I'm back in your childhood when you would send us <laughs> tours of your hotel rooms. I know. It's funny how it. things are just like everything just repeats. Yeah. It does. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of your TikTok, and that's what I want to talk about today. Firstly, your TikTok journey, but you posted this piece of content on funnel-related content, and I just I need you to share it with everyone. But first, I would love for you to share your TikTok journey. Like, how did I? Obviously, you know, I, I have been following you for a long time, and I've seen your content just like nail it every time, even from the beginning to now. But what what was your TikTok journey like? Take us through the process. Yeah, I was, I think we were all kind of on it during COVID. Like that was like my happy place. I loved, I loved just being a watcher for a long time, probably for over a year. I was just watching. I never thought that I would make TikTok content because back then it was all still like dancing and lip syncing and all of that. But I just, I used to be so in awe of how, talented and funny and creative people were. And I just loved the platform for that. Then um, probably mid, I guess this time last year, I just had the urge to start posting and I did and nothing really happened for the first little while. And then some videos did really well. And I guess that's when like the dopamine hits was like, I was hooked. Like it was like, keep posting the content. And what I loved about it was it didn't need to be polished content. I always struggled with Instagram content because it's not me. I find 
social media and content, this big energy exchange, and I can't make it as contrived as I feel like it sometimes has to be on Instagram. So for me, TikTok, yeah, I just found the engagement in the community that I was getting, they were listening to my words and and cared more about ideas rather than what I looked like or what my house looked like, all of those things. Mm, I love that because I'm not an aesthetic gal. I've never been Nickel. I mean, if you've seen what I was wearing while I was traveling Australia, there is no, there's no fashion here. Yeah. So I love that too, because it's just, you can be yourself. And I totally resonate with that. And I imagine a lot of people listening are like, yeah, that, that feels like me as well. And I think particularly the TikTok I want to talk about today, because I think it's going to be a big reality check for those listening that I will link the TikTok in the show notes, but can you first, and this is about, yeah, this this concept of creating content based off the marketing funnel. Can you explain a little bit more about this TikTok? People can click it and watch it, but I want to hear from you sort of how this idea came to you or, or what was happening for you to post this and what was it all about? And we'll we'll dive into it. Can I clarify, is it the one where it shows the marketing journey? Is that the so one? So it was the one where you were calling people out for creating uh, bottom of funnel content. So the way that we operate, the way that my agency and the way that our method, we we use a funnel structure in order to get people through from not knowing about your business to then liking you to then like being ready to buy from you, right? And at each stage of the funnel, there are essentially, there are many stages, but there are three main stages and we call them like top, middle or bottom. Other people have other words for them, but what the objectives are at each stage, they're different. We're not trying to get the sale from someone who's never heard of you before. It's literally like trying to ask someone to marry you when you've just met them in the street. It's the same concept. So it's like if you continually post the bottom of funnel content, which is all about focusing on sales and just trying to get the sale, eventually, and you're not focusing on getting people through that top of funnel. So getting like fresh blood coming through your funnel, you will eventually exhaust the audience that you have. So you need to have all three types of content in motion, top, middle and bottom of funnel in motion. Otherwise, there's going to be a bottleneck and there won't be people there to continue to funnel through. Mm, I love this because also I think yeah, we do when we first start our business. If we're doing it ourselves, we go straight. But I'm guilty of this. Like yeah. I can be totally called out. I had a coach that was like, sell one thing for $5,000. There's your 5K per month. Go and do it. I was like, okay, cool. And I worked in marketing. I was working in corporate marketing. But I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this. And like no one bought from me. And I wondered why I was not getting any sales. So I needed Maddie then to just be like, Mariah, stop your shit and like get yourself sorted. So for those listening and wondering, okay, well, what does content look like in these types of funnel? Let's start with the top. What would Mm -hmm. content from the top of funnel look like? It can look like anything and it can look completely unrelated to what you actually are selling. And if anything, that's what you want. I always like to tell clients it's, it's almost like the 90s product placement content where it's like, I'm just making a call on my phone and you've got the Apple logo like sitting front and center. It's literally like that. You want to be, you want your product or your service to somehow be slipped in there. But the objective is more around how do you just engage and get the attention of the audiences 
that would potentially be buying from you. You just want to get them to stop scrolling, to just know that you exist and to pay attention to you. Mm. It's funny. I had a workshop last week and a woman made dog collars and she was like, oh, you know, um, I'm wondering kind of what creative content I could do. And I was like, well, you know, there's like day in the lives of people's kids. I mean, I'm not sure about the kid thing, but they narrate their yeah. kids. I was like, you could yeah. do that with the dog and just have yeah. the collar on there. Yeah. It's like, But would people buy from me from that? I'm like, you'll be surprised over time how yeah. you nurture that audience. So I think like we get so stuck in this, oh my God, I've got to make sales. So I've got to promote my business that we mm. forget to create that stuff that people like. Because people, yeah. as you said, they're going to get sick of us trying to sell at them all the time. People don't care about what you're selling. They don't care about you. They care about them themselves. They want to be entertained or they want to learn something new or they want to figure out how your product or service is going to make their life better. So if you can deliver them on that and that's what you do at the top of funnel, then that's how you get the attention in the first place. We always say that top of funnel content is the content that should go viral. It is. It doesn't have to. But if any content's going viral, it's going to be your top of funnel because it's the least salesy, it's the most broad, and it should be the most engaging, the most attention-grabbing, the most educational. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I think, yeah, when we, and and this is where we can have fun with it too. And this is when content can be fun. I know some people think, I hate creating content for my business, probably because they're creating the bottom of funnel stuff and they're not getting that dopamine hit because they're not getting the engagement. And I think the engagement is whilst vanity metrics aren't everything, they do keep us going because we're like, oh, it's at least reaching people. People are actually hearing what I have to say. It's validating. It's like, cool, I'm creating, it's like an artist creating an artwork. It's like, yeah, it, it it's not always about the numbers, but it's like, it is nice to know that a big bunch of people liked what I just created. Mm, yeah, I love that. So I think people would probably be sort of in their heads, okay, cool, top of funnel. When does it come to the moment in the strategy that we start moving into middle and bottom? And what would that look like from a content perspective? And sort of, you know, is it more around times we're launching, things like that? What does that look like when you work with your clients? This is what I think people struggle with the most. It's this how to get like tangible, a tangible plan in place. What I say is that you need the funnel in motion at all times. You should be posting top, middle, bottom of funnel content at all times. If you're a brand new business or you're brand new on social media, you probably do focus on top of funnel a little bit more because you haven't even got that, like you got to turn the tap on right? But very quickly, you should be moving into that middle of funnel content, which is all about trust, getting them to like you, getting them to agree with you, getting them to share your point of view, and then moving through to the sales, which is the bottom of funnel, which is the sales content, which is, this is how you can work with me, or this is how my product or service Mm. can help you. Mm. I love that. I love having it all in motion at the same time because I, I imagine there's always times where we're too heavy on one, not the other, and they don't complement each other. So that's, I guess, finding that right balance and um, really bringing it to life. And I know we're all guilty of trying to, yeah, being a bit top heavy in certain places at any given moment. For sure. I also say 50% of your content should be top of funnel content. It's mm. because the the more you... It, I guess it's like, yeah, it's literally like a funnel. Like the bigger your funnel can be, the more volume you're going to be coming through. Therefore, that's always going to help your middle and bottom of funnel. There's no point posting a lot of 
bottom of funnel content if your top of funnel is like looking a bit crappy because you just, as you said before, you're going to burn your audiences out. You're not going to have anyone to sell to. Mm, I love this. So let's just paint a picture on go back to marketing funnels because I know you explain them really well. So if you want to give a quick overview, I know you're sort of, I think people are getting the picture, but I love the way you teach marketing funnels. So you just want to go back and do a 101 on on what that looks like for anyone starting out. For sure. So the reason why we use funnels or this structure is to organize the chaotic process of purchasing from a business. So I want you to think of how you purchase yourself online. You generally, unless you are like so far down your purchasing journey, down the funnel where you're like, I need this specific thing, and then an ad pops up for it. But generally, if dog collars, for example, no one really ever needs a dog collar if they already have one. But if I see an ad, I might be like, oh, I, you know, that's a cool ad, or I like that bit of content that was funny to watch. You click on their profile, you look around a bit, then you go get distracted with something else. Then another ad pops up, or then a post from them pops up because you've follow them. And then you look at that and then you go to their website, then you might browse their products then you get distracted again, you leave, then you come back and then you eventually add to cart, you leave, you get a a banner cart reminder, you go back and eventually you finally purchase. So that is even a really simplistic way of Mm. like, I want you next time you go and buy something online, literally track your journey and you will realize how insane it actually is. So we use a funnel to try and get some order to that that whole process. And what I want to what I want you to think about is imagine that you have a physical store, right? You are at the cash register, that is where you make the sale, you get the money, the conversion event happens, right? But if you don't have people in the store in the first place, there's no one to get the money from at the cash register. So essentially your top of funnel content is like a billboard on the street that's like, hey, we're at One Bell Street, come and visit us and getting people through the front door. Then your middle of funnel process is about helping them choose the right product or service. So that's your sales assistant in the store, helping you find something that you need, building rapport. And then finally, the bottom of funnel is like, hey, so are you ready to check out now? That is what a funnel looks like in real life. But that is how it translates online. Mm, oh my gosh, I love a good metaphor. That is great. And I'm I'm literally visualizing it in my head and it makes sense. I think all the times we do, and I know something that you've mentioned as well, we complicate the process of what needs to happen. And I think one of the best things I ever did as well is monitor how I consume content too, mm. because then you're like, well, no one's going to stop at this because yeah. I I think about how I consume content and it takes a long time to get someone to do something. I just read something the other day. Education theory states we need to um, learn something 200 times before it'll sink in. 200, jeez. And that was in a book created a long time ago. So I imagine it's more now. It was men are from Mars, women from Venus, and I have Mm -hmm. thoughts on it, but we Mm -hmm. won't go into it today. And he said you have to continue to do this process to actually take action. Imagine when that comes to spending your money. Yeah. You know? Definitely. It's nuts. I've been um, in the market for an infrared sauna for about four or five years, I reckon, and I have decided what I'm going to buy. I literally have the invoice there ready to pay, 
But like that was like four or five year lead process. Mm-hmm. And what tipped me over the edge was an email which um, told me that it has a f- positive effects for one of the autoimmune conditions that I have. So it's like that email marketing, an article, a random article is what tipped me over the edge to go and actually purchase. You don't know what is actually going to get people to convert in the end, but it's just the relentlessness and the consistency that Mm. that's how you win. Well, consistency, one of my favourite words. Mm. So one of the things you mentioned a few times was ads, Mm -hmm. and um, I know you talk about ads. So one thing to complement our content strategy, what are some other things working in a digital marketing agency that you use to complement content marketing as, you know, the overall marketing strategy? We use content as, what have I said before? I said that um, I have like an analogy. Essentially, I think it's that content is the vehicle and then your platform is the road. Mm-hmm. So you are using content, you're putting it onto the different platforms and that's what then takes you through the journey, right? So for us, it's like we don't create content specifically for TikTok, specifically for Instagram, specifically for ads. We just like to create good content or help our clients create good content. Then what we do is when a client is ready for it, we will start pushing that good content out onto their ads. And that will literally be content that has worked organically, that will automatically become an ad for us. Uh, if content has re- is a top, if a topic has resonated with a video, that will become an email or a blog post if you're into doing blog posts. It has to, it's essentially like we're just, we're just thinking of good ideas in order to push out. And then the platform that you put it onto, like that is completely your choice. Like use them all, use a few of them, but it's, you need to just figure out where your audiences are and then show up and put mm. that content out there. Mm. And I think it's pretty evident that, you know, people are on a lot of channels unless yeah. we are like, we need to be on Twitch because we're a gamer. Like you, you're probably going to find your audience on various channels. And there's always those like misconceptions like, oh, well, TikTok has just kids on it. Like I still get that. Like, mm. but isn't TikTok a, a kids app? I'm like, it's anything but a kid's yeah. app. Like I've seen some things that I've never seen on Instagram or TikTok. Like, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's like you just, I think it's also a process of testing. Like Facebook, for example, it's probably not something that we're overly focused on, but we probably should be because we're in a regional town and in regional towns, Facebook is still quite relevant. So we've gotten a number of clients through Facebook where that's just an afterthought for us. But really, if I was really on my game, I would be focusing on Facebook a lot more. Mm, Yeah, everyone has that different medium. Like I know people that still Facebook is their main point of business. And I think Mm. it is that process of testing and learning. And, and, you know, I say that like marketing is a big assumption based process. Like my Mm -hmm. mom makes so many assumptions. She'd be the best marketer ever. Like she, she's got what the neighbors having for breakfast in her head. Like, so, you know, you kind of have to make those assumptions and um, okay. So really the last question I want to ask, cause I know you're very um, good at just showcasing to people what you know they need to focus on or what could go wrong so what are you seeing at the moment and I saw you posted one the other day of uh, create creators that are like my business is failing and then like you know they get lots of 
traction. Um, I've seen people actually get a lot of hate for doing this too. Like you did this for traction. So what are you seeing small business owners actually doing wrong in the world of, you know, content marketing and online content? Yeah. So I guess that video I posted was more of a pet peeve of mine where Mm. it's like, it was just, it was one creator mainly and everyone thought it was Sky Wheatley, which it was not. I don't even follow her, but I do really like her because our sons have the same name. So I do like her. But this was actually quite a small creator. But she was just like video after video was like, my business is failing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm not buying for you from you, babe. Like, especially because like what she was selling was was very much about um, you know, manifestation and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's not the energy that I'm willing to bring into my life. I think that people think when when us content marketers are saying, be authentic, like show the real side of things, it's like, yeah, be authentic and show that stuff, but don't use it as a ploy, number one. And also I think the issue is not so much about creating the content piece and putting that out. It's more so about like stop the pity party your business is not going to get better by you just feeling sorry for yourself and playing the victim. Mm -hmm. We are all completely in control. Yeah, you might argue there are things out of your control. And yes, there are, you know, a lot of disadvantaged people in this world where there is a lot out of their control. But if you are like a privileged person in a first world country, there is not a lot in your life that you can't have some influence on. And I know myself from being in shitty situations that, the mind is so powerful and you can literally just completely reshape your reality if you believe it's possible. Mm. So I guess that's not so much to do with content. This is maybe just a mindset rant. Love that. But the other other thing um, that I see a lot of our clients when they first start working with us, it's the fear of showing up. And it's just like they don't want to put their face on camera. They don't want they don't want to get the hate. They don't want to get the criticism, the feedback, all of that stuff. And it's like your fear and your avoidance of creating this content is costing you money. If you are serious about growing your business, you will do whatever it takes. And that means sticking your face on the camera and talking to your audience. So I guess that's the other thing issue I have when people are saying, you know, I'm not making any sales. It's like, well, you're not doing everything that you possibly can because there is still so much more that you could be doing. Are you posting three times a day? People might say that's insane, but if you really, if your Mm. business really is struggling, like that's probably what it's going to take. And it's not because you need to appease the algorithms by posting three times a day or any of that stuff. It's more a, your content clearly isn't hitting home. So you need as much practice as you can possibly get in order to find the honeypot, the sweet spot, and then to keep pushing in that direction. Mm. I love that because it's not from a, yeah, as you say, trying to beat the algorithm. It's just trying to get better at it. And I think yeah. it does come with practice. Like my first live, oh, mm. my God, so I still, I still struggle with live so much because I can't help but read all the weird comments and then I just get lose my train of thought and I'm like, I'm getting out of here. So TikTok lives are so weird. You have people telling you to check your eyebrows and I'm like, I don't understand what's wrong with my eyebrows. I I have them tattooed. I think they look all right. Like, no, I don't know. It's crazy. There's some crazy ass people. And check, check your lashes. I'm like, I am too 
oh like I feel old on this platform because I don't know what you're saying I don't know what that I had to research it and then there was a girl in my life that informed me what that meant I was like thank mm. you it's it's if they and I said if they had more like if they use their time to start a small yeah. business they'd be millionaires uh, yeah I know people need to get a life <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it well thank you so much for coming on and sharing because you know, as soon as I saw, I've had your name on my, I need to contact Maddie to join my podcast list for a while. I've just been gallivanting around Australia mm-hmm. and I'm finally like, I need to get this recorded. So thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else you want to share or mention before we, uh, you can share where people can find and connect with you? Yeah, I think, I think what it is like just talking about this fear element, if you mm. are, can't get yourself out of that, there are people like, you know, both of us that that is literally what we do as a job. We can help you move forward out of this space. So don't feel like you're stuck. Don't feel like you have no options because there are plenty of great content creators, marketers, people that can literally coach you through where you are. So again, Mm. it's like if things are not where you want them to be, you have control over that. You either just, and generally what it means is you just need to get out of your comfort zone because that. If you keep doing what you've what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got type thing. You mm. need to try something different. You need to step out of your comfort zone. You just need to start and then, yeah, that is always the hardest part. Yeah, and even, you know, for both of us, like there's days where like I'll post something and I'm like, oh, my God, that was really hard to post. Like, you know, there's sometimes we we step out of our comfort zone just because we create a lot of content and do it for other businesses doesn't mean it's easy for us either and especially when you do get a hate comment too like yeah it's the same you know I have to get um sometimes my team has to confiscate my phone if the comments get too gnarly because I just it's not good for the mental health no um side of things but yeah I go through constant cycles I'm in one right now where I haven't posted in a couple of of days and Mm. I don't know why but there's clearly a block there so Content I just to, yeah, I just need to get back into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We all we all have our moments. I, I've literally had the same with traveling. Like I had all this footage of us traveling and I haven't used any of it. And now I'm behind and we go to Europe on Sunday. And I said to my partner, I've got some catching up to do. Otherwise, I'm just going to cut it and just start Europe. And it's not going to make yeah. sense, but yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can people find and connect with you? I'll have your links in the show notes, but uh, if anyone's listening and I'm sure they're like, I want to follow Maddie right now on TikTok, where can they find you? Yeah, so my handle is at Maddie Birdcage on both TikTok and Instagram. Um, And then for the agency, we are about to launch our um, Birdcage Marketing TikTok, which is going to be a lot more team-driven and they are just wild. So it's going to be a fun ride. So that's just at Birdcage Marketing on TikTok and Instagram as well. Oh my God, I can't wait to see and follow that. But thank you so much, Maddie, for joining and sharing your wisdom. It's yeah, been amazing. Thank you for having me. I told you, it's very good. Very, very good episode. And, uh, ha- you know, thank you so much, Maddie, for coming and sharing all of your wisdom. And you can check her out via the link in the show notes. Follow her on TikTok. She also has the Birdcage Marketing TikTok as well, which we will pop in there too. So absolutely amazing. And off the back of some of the things that Maddie said, this is why I've created uh, our signature course content bootcamp. And it is the sponsor of this podcast episode and show. And really it is about helping small business owners and entrepreneurs like yourself create 
these sustainable content marketing strategies that are simple. They're not hard to execute. It's just getting the foundations right. So if you want to save time, if you don't want to be on this content hamster wheel, but you want to build this connection and conversion and sort of bring people along the funnel in Content Bootcamp, I teach them as pillars, but they are essentially these funnels. So you can check it out via the link in the show notes. But be a content queen or king and remember that developing your strategy and story develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You can do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at content queen Mariah, or just tell them about it. Now, if you love episodes like this, if you love guests like Maddie coming on, leave a rate and review because this really does help me get seen in the charts. Uh, it allows, you know, people to find the podcast, but then people to come and pitch me. I'm having so many more people pitch since having more reviews on this show. So if you want more incredible guests like Maddie to come on, please leave a rate and review below five stars on Spotify, five stars on Apple and a cheeky little message. I want to get to 70 reviews by the end of the year and we're at 50 something. So if you could take the minute, I would love you forever. But make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok and let me know if there's anything, any questions you have. I get questions in workshops, questions in DMs, but just ask me any questions because I can definitely create content on those, you know, I or you know, answer the question for you. But yeah, any topic you want me to cover in the future, make sure you reach out on Instagram. Bye.